This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the AI Hustle podcast, the podcast where we break down the latest in AI news, tools, and interview experts helping you hustle and do more using AI. If you've been following the podcast for a while, you'll know that over the last six months, I've been working on a stealth AI startup. Of the hundreds of projects I've covered, this is the one that I believe has the greatest potential. So today I'm excited to announce AI Box. AI Box is a no-code AI app building platform paired with the App Store for AI that lets you monetize your AI tools. The platform lets you build apps by linking together AI models like ChatGPT, MidJourney, and Eleven Labs eventually will integrate with software like Gmail, Trello, and Salesforce, so you can use AI to automate every function in your organization. To get notified when we launch and be one of the first to build on the platform, you can join the waitlist at AIbox.ai. The link is in the show notes. We are currently raising a seed round of funding. If you're an investor that is focused on disruptive tech, I'd love to tell you more about the platform. You can reach out to me at jaden at AIbox.ai. I'll leave that email in the show notes. Today on the podcast, we are going to be talking about AI-generated images, the impact they're currently having on the financial market, and in addition, some new features that Adobe has recently integrated into Photoshop in a really powerful way. But the first thing I wanted to talk about is the fact that there was actually just recently a pretty large stock sell-off, which was driven by a now-debunked picture um, that was generated by AI. So what happened? Essentially, someone generated an image of a of right next to the Pentagon, a big plume of smoke, and it looked like something had been bombed. Um, so essentially, a bunch of accounts on uh, Twitter, including Zero Hedge and RT, both retweeted the um, image. And very quickly, a bunch of internet sleuths went and looked at it and were able to identify and say, this isn't real. Also, there was no media coverage of the Pentagon being bombed. Um, but despite that happening, as soon as this image was posted on Twitter, um, the S&P 500 did take a pretty big dip. It went down from around um, 4,195, dropping all the way below 4,180. So it has since kind of recovered and is uh, moving up to close to where it was in the past. But there was a sizable dip in the S&P 500 as soon as that spoof photo began circulating on social media. And this is the exact problem that a lot of regulators and a lot of people have warned us about, right? Like, let's say a spoof image. That's one thing. We know the next uh, step in this technology is video. So let's say a spoof video of, let's say, the White House being bombed and a press reporter out in front. Let's say... Let's say they want to be realistic and they literally go and get, you know, some uh, Associated Press news reporter standing out in front of the White House with a plume of smoke saying, we're here reporting live. There's been, you know, a bombing of the White House and this is what we're doing. The president's been killed, blah, 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 right? Like you could make a very convincing AI generated image and or video and I think um, and and quickly, right, like crash the stock market or other things um, and people could take advantage of this. You could short the stock market release something like that, um, have it retweeted on a bunch of prominent accounts, and then 
um, close your short positions before everything recovers, make a bunch of money. So this is not the situation we want to find ourselves in with AI. Um, I think that a lot of different people, specifically, uh, you know, Gary Gensler, he's an S he's the SEC chairman. He said last week that bad actors could use AI to exploit the fragility of financial systems. So exactly like this. Um, and the FTC has raised, uh, you know, concerns about this and how AI generated deepfake images and cloned voices too could be used to trick people into uh, different kinds of fraud schemes. Um, so there is some issues that we definitely need to focus on. And, you know, people are working on the regulation side of this. Um, so I think another area is just recently in a blog post on Monday, Sam Altman, the CEO of OpenAI, whose uh, recent Senate testimony about AI was, you know, a lot of people covered uh, in Washington last week. Um, and two of his top lieutenants warned in this new blog post they just released that within a decade, these systems could achieve super intelligence. And what they're talking about here is not an AGI, right? Artificial general intelligence that a lot of people are working about, worried about, but something much, much more powerful. And Elon Musk has recently also been talking about this same concept. So, um, you know, there is definitely a lot to focus on. It will be interesting to see how people uh, try to portray this, how people try to regulate this. Um, and I will say, though, you know, AI obviously isn't always terrible for the stock market. I think it's pretty worth noting that uh, investors have essentially driven up the market caps of a handful of companies tied to um, tech companies that are directly benefiting from AI, including, you know, Alphabet, Meta, Microsoft and NVIDIA. I think as of last week, seven stocks have accounted for about 85% of the gains in the S&P 500 this year, um, according to Morgan Stanley. And all but one of that is invested heavily in AI. So I think this year is a year of AI. We're seeing, um, you know, the stock market broadly, I would say, is in decline except for AI invested apps. And for this reason, I believe we see, you know, Alphabet and Meta making really big plays in AI. They know that they were going to get left behind by the gains and the stuff that uh, Microsoft is unveiling beyond just, you know, revenue and getting new users. It's the stock price. They know that if they don't release AI features, their stock price is going to take a, a severe beating. And as we know, with, you know, Silicon Valley Bank and all these other banking companies, if your stock price gets hammered too hard, it really inhibits your ability to do business and, you know, bankruptcies and other issues can follow. So I think a lot of these guys are going to be focusing pretty pretty highly on this and a lot of people are going to be talking about um, images in AI and you know what some of the risks are associated with that and on that note the other story is that Adobe just recently added an AI powered image generator to Photoshop so um, essentially they're going to be incorporating this uh, with the goal of what they say dramatically accelerating how users edit their photos um, so the tool called Firefly essentially just allows you to add or delete different elements from images with just a text prompt. So according to Adobe, this is how it works. Um, and it can also match the lighting and style of the existing image automatically, which is, you know, pretty cool. That's beyond just, you know, using, uh, you know, some sort of AI generated uh, product to generate something in there. What is cool about Adobe is that this product is specifically um, Adobe's model. They're not, this isn't an API to like Dolly or Midjourney or something else. Adobe went out on a limb and created their own image generation product. I give them big props for that. Um, I believe that they really tried to kind of skirt, um, some of the other, uh, some of the other, uh, issues that other AI generators had like stable, um, diffusion, which is getting sued by Getty images for training on Getty images. A uh, Adobe actually trained on their own 
you know, library of images, which they had a massive library there because they have, uh, you know, competitors to Getty Images, for example, right? Like they have their own um, libraries that you can buy image from. Um, and so I think they trained off of that and off of images they had rights to. So they aren't going to get sued in the same way other uh, image um, companies are going to, uh, other generative AI image companies are going to get sued. But that being said, um, I think that it might inhibit their ability to, you know, be as robust without as large of a data set. That being said, I think they have a big data set. I think they have a fighting chance. So I do, I will give them props for creating their own tool. This is what I like to see. I like to see a lot of different um, models in a space. It drives competition, which ultimately drives uh, the quality of the products we're seeing. So the thing that is really cool with this new Photoshop feature, I was, I've been looking around at how it works. Um, essentially, you go on to Photoshop, you can drag, like, let's say there's a, a rabbit in your image, you can highlight, drag, drag a square over top of that rabbit, a little text uh, prompt appears, and you type in there, change this rabbit into a clown, and blah, 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 anything else you want to put in there, and boom, rabbit removed, clown inserted. Um, now, I'm not saying that this is, this technology is perfect, this is a beta, they just launched it. Um, I saw someone recently reporting on using it on a bunch of images they had of a recent vacation to Iceland. Uh, they were able to remove people fairly well. Um, they were able to, you know, take a picture that was like of a landscape and add like more ominous clouds and change the entire sky, which was pretty impressive. Um, they asked it to generate something, which to be honest was kind of not realistic looking. So I think it does a better job of editing a photo instead of generating something completely new. They asked it. <laughs> they asked it to put uh, ponies in the foreground of the image, and it has, like you would see on, you know, um, a lot of these image generators that are pretty new. Like I think Dolly Two. It's kind of a classic. It's literally like two head, two horse heads, like merged together at the body. So obviously, uh, does have some issues there. They asked for a lemonade stand. It was a pretty horrible thing. Then they're like, okay, just take the picture. Um, and put like a rainbow in the sky and some unicorns and it has like, you know, a kid's colored like rainbow in the sky and the unicorns are like these little animations it looks horrible. <laughs> so they're like, okay, you know, uh, that may not have worked. They went and found another image and had it remove people and it's really good at removing people like really good at removing people. And the cool thing is, you know, in the past, like I've used the, I've used a lot of different Adobe, like Photoshop to remove people out of images manually before. And, you know, usually you're like cloning the area around it. Well, this is nice because you literally just type in a text prompt, prompt, remove all the people and it goes, finds the people or whatever you want and removes them itself. So it is a lot smarter. It is a lot more powerful, but it is not perfect. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how that continues to advance. Um, it's obviously some very powerful technology, but it's also going to be a little bit sketchy, right? Because... With um, Midjourney, for example, generating deep fakes and these like images that are crashing the stock market uh, is very possible. But with new to tools like this from Photoshop being even more integrated, this is going to become even more accessible um, for people to just completely fake stuff uh, and make stuff up. But I don't think there's any way that you can actually stop that. So it's going to be interesting to see what uh, happens in the future to determine if an image is real or not, to determine if a breaking you know news event has actually happened. And I think that this is coming at a time, to be honest, this is really interesting. We kind of have a perfect storm because uh, 
you know, this is not a political statement, but if you look at uh, reports that are out right now, trust in traditional media companies is at an all-time low, I think, on the right and on the left politically in America. I would assume it may be similar in other countries, but definitely in America, trust in traditional media companies is at an all-time low. So maybe this is their Hail Mary where, um, you know, people are going to have to start trusting them again because otherwise, if they're getting their news from random, you know, third-party sources, it may not be... Uh, accurate so um or you know it might be something ai generated now that being said it also you know it's up to uh it's up to the people reporting like these third party you know new kind of news sources or citizen journalists reporting to do their own research so maybe a citizen journalist will have a really good reputation about what they put out they'll have done their research instead of just trying to get it out as fast as possible um and so i think it'll be interesting to see how that plays out um whether people are going to, you know, want like the spin on the news that you get from traditional media now that people complain about, or whether you get, you know, perhaps a bigger team that can vet the accuracy of an image. So I'll be curious to see how that plays out. Um, and if people are able to continue relying on uh, citizen journalists as their primary news source, which is kind of the trend right now. And you get like, uh, you can get, uh, less biased less spin on news stories it would appear right now right finding a lot of people on twitter that are giving stories straight down the middle um but it's gonna be interesting because they don't have a big newsroom to fact check uh and verify images so we'll see how that plays out in the future and that is definitely an area we will continue to follow if you are looking for an innovative and creative community of people using chat gpt you need to join our chat gpt creators community i'll drop a link in the description to this podcast We'd love to see you there where we share tips and tricks of what is working in ChatGPT. It's a lot easier than a podcast as you can see screenshots, you can share and comment on things that are currently working. So if this sounds interesting to you, check out the link in the comment. We'd love to have you in the community. Thanks for tuning in to the AI Hustle podcast. If you could do us a massive favor, we would really, really appreciate it if you could leave us a review wherever you get your podcast. This helps people find the podcast. It helps people know this is a good place to go. And we would really, really appreciate it as it helps us continue to bring on incredible guests and share incredible content for you to listen to.